Voices are exotic dancers enter one by one Make love to all of your orifices in your seduction Hello and welcome to Ear Seduction. I'm your host, Paul Schilling. Today we follow up with the podcast where we discussed the movie Annihilation. This was sort of an after conversation and I wanted to include it because it talks a little bit more about our ideas on feminism and where we see feminism in movies sort of going or taking place and some of our thoughts on what has sort of been, I think, part of a more online culture. Online mainstream, I guess, is is maybe the the word I'm looking for. But this is in response to some of the things that we see or hear about on Twitter, which I, I recognize is not a part of really mainstream culture in, in a certain sense. And then it is sort of because of how that people's Twitter feeds and whatnot are injected into mainstream culture, into the news, for instance. Um, but we talk about our favorite female characters um, from our childhoods and just in general. And we get into a little more depth, but uh, it's, it's pretty surface uh, area stuff. And so I wanted to include it because it gives you, the listener, a little bit more of an understanding of where we're coming from and where I come from as far as the my, my feminist background and so on. And in the afterthoughts, I will get into that a little bit deeper. But for now, let's listen in. These are our favorite female characters in movies. No, we're, we're talking about movies that we like that have uh, female leads or, or that have strong female characters. They don't even have to be leads, but they're just, they depict females in interesting and, and fun ways that aren't just like your typical damsel in distress. Like, let's just be clear. These aren't Transformer movies, okay? These aren't the movies where the woman is just always in the way, never able to get anything accomplished, always asking for help. You know what I mean? Like, these are... There's a lot of movies that do that to women characters or have that as women characters, where they're just constantly throughout the movie being rescued by Mark Wahlberg or whoever the lead is, right? Or Optimus Prime. And dude, I I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. It's a a device. Yeah, no, it's it's just a way to tell a story. But we're like, just saying there are ways to tell yeah. stories where women are more active in the story oh, yeah. as opposed to just look good and then need help all the time. Yeah. So we have some examples of that. We have some examples of movies like that. Now, I'm not a big... I was picking on Transformers because I'm not a Transformer fan. I think those movies are terrible. But they do have these female characters that are basically useless. They're used to try to build up tension and uh, they end up being kind of annoying. But anyway, so let's just do like a round robin. Each of us were thinking about movie. Um, I thought... I. I rewatched the first Terminator and I watched Total Recall, which um, maybe doesn't really blip on people's radar that much because it doesn't have any... It doesn't have a female lead that's... The protagonist isn't female, but all the female characters are pretty interesting. Um, you were going to talk about which movies? Uh, I, I like the... Uh... I like the approach of uh, like uh, the Fatal Attraction, Glenn Close. Uh, yeah. I just I rewatched uh, Basic Instinct. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, let's give it up for Michael Douglas in <laughs> both of those flicks. He's just kind of uh, along for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what a smarmy cunt. He's great yeah. to watch, man. He's awesome. I mean, I mean, yeah, he plays dude, that character really well. It's so good, man. Wall Street. I mean, yeah. it's just like he, he just uh, he he just radiates that. 80s uh ex cokehead yeah you know, uh, recovering yeah yeah type of guy but yeah i mean those those positions uh, of the uh basically the home wrecker or the uh the, the overly intellectual uh 
stronger female role of basically destroying the guy's life. Those are definitely characters, in my opinion, where I'm just like, that's, that's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then Charlie, I don't know, you were talking last night about Alien and yeah, like something Alien, else. man, Ridley. Yeah, and then we we touched uh, when we were brainstorming. We touched on uh, Exorcist, which has I think I think that female character is the lead. I I think some of female leads in these movies are are not considered the lead either in billing, like they're not getting the top pay, or they're not considered the lead just because they're not the protagonist. They're not the main lead. But like take Sarah Connor for instance. So Sarah Connor in uh, the Terminator, the first Terminator. I'm not going to get into seconds and thirds and fourths and fifths because they're all derivative of the first one and the first one's. The the best movie and you might argue that the second one is just as good or whatever but i didn't really love the twist uh i liked arnold as a bad guy better than i liked him as a good guy and there weren't any kids in the first one which was nice oh man you're you're, you're harping on my boy yeah. edward furlong come well, on man what, what, he you, did you well, rocked, he did well you rocked for his the haircut movie. back in it man you were you were like uh we were both rocking tony hawk's haircut let's be it was, let's be honest uh, all right all right but i mean you I know was obsessed I, with tony hawk okay all right so it wasn't it wasn't because you're obsessed with Edward Furlong that you were doing that? No, it was just a happy coincidence <laughs> that, that my that my hair was relevant enough to be a main character in a movie. <laughs> yeah. It was so well, glorious. I mean, it was. Silence of the Lambs. Right? Yeah, Silence I of the mean, Lambs. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about that too. Sleeping with the enemy. Um, but just quick, so Sarah Connor didn't get first billing in this movie in Terminator. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger did, and I think Sarah took third uh, after Kyle Reese's character too. So I think Arnold Schwarzenegger and Kyle Reese made more money than Sarah, so she's not considered top bill. Um, but she is definitely the protagonist. She's definitely the lead. She has by far the most screen time. She's the character that everybody uh, relates to. Um, even if even if you start to relate more to Kyle because he's introduced really early in the movie, the whole point of this is that you're supposed to relate to Sarah. You're supposed to freak out when she freaks out because she goes through a really interesting character arc and then comes out at the end of it just a completely changed person, which is the definition of a character arc, right? She starts off as like your average everyday person with a shit job, kind of down on her luck, having a hard time dating. And then at the end of it, she's like basically a hardened war criminal (laughs) who's going to go out and and create this new world and life for her son to train him in martial arts and military. And Well, she definitely has a a distinct character arc even in the first movie. I understand what you're saying when you say she was sort of the damsel in distress. Um, She wasn't your typical damsel in distress, though, in the sense that of course she's in, under distress because she has a giant machine that's trying to kill her but she's in no way helpless she's outmatched and she needs Kyle Reese's uh, military background and ability and his experience in killing Terminators otherwise she probably wouldn't have much of a chance um, but she's not she's not to be rescued she's definitely a part of her own rescue and plays a pivotal role and ends up killing the Terminator at the end so yeah and in the in, I mean it's interesting man because uh, for whatever it's worth, Halloween took Halloween took the same uh, approach with Jamie Lee Curtis, especially in yeah. the latest one. Where she, here too is that character where it's like in the second one, uh, Sarah Connor's character has uh, expended all of her options to where she's basically in a psych ward and she's gotten nuts. Jamie Lee Curtis's character in Halloween is basically in the same spot. Like uh, she she has some family on the outside. Uh, that she just can't really relate to mm-hmm. because she's she's still in the mode of survivor or whatever uh, being a survivalist so it's all about get your ammo get your b plan uh 
you know, make sure that when the monster comes back, you're going to be ready instead of like you were in the first, uh, like in the first movie. And it, it's, uh, it's a great story arc, man. I, I think it always works to where it's like the naivety and then because you become aware and then you're just, you know, it all outside distractions don't even matter as much as like your family and friends try to bring you back into the fold. It's kind of like, ah, that's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, you're not planning accordingly. So, so the other, the other movie, that I had been thinking about a lot was Exorcist. Exorcist. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. Oh, yeah. So the here here to me is an example of why sex doesn't matter in a movie. Like that's an older movie, right? It's like in the it's like the seventies, mid seventies, I think. And uh, or it might have came out in seventy eight, like the year right before I was born. But um the the main character is definitely the little girl. The the girl that gets possessed by the devil. Seventy three. Seventy three. Wow, yeah. okay. So it's a, quite a bit um but she has even for and for a child i think it's an even more impressive performance she has just an incredible performance she dominates every scene that she's in even when she's incoherent and just babbling or when she's like groggy and sort of half awake half asleep you just can't take your eyes off of her and she's she is uh far and away the strongest character in the book although some people are not in the book excuse me in the movie although some people might point to the priest as being a stronger character because he essentially wins but the little girl i thought far and away best oh, character, yeah. the lead character the one you're supposed to be really rooting for and again well, i mean get top billing yeah and i mean well, kid, but. well you guys remember when like i came out there to visit you and then i came downstairs you guys were still drinking and i was like hey my bed's moving and i just and i pissed all over the floor uh you know it, it wasn't it wasn't really that effective that just goes to show you how great of an actress she was because yeah. you know yeah she really held people's attention where you guys just threw empty beer cans at me yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well That's i mean i was completely enthralled by that yeah <laughs> 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 well, we see a lot of these kinds of characters. In it was so movies. interesting, you know? You've got uh, Nancy in Nightmare on Elm Street. You've got Ripley in Alien. You see a lot of female characters that are supposed to be the leads, even though they might not get top billing, um, in a lot of these horror sci-fi movies. And interestingly enough, horror sci-fi is a male-dominated genre. at all. I mean, this has been going on for a long, long time. No, I'm just saying... there's you... been really strong female leads in stories, you know? Um, it's it's being blown way out of proportion by some people, I think. And it's, you know, I don't know. I think that's what we're trying to say is yeah. it's been a long time. We we hear, I hear what some of the feminists are saying. Like they're saying, yay, we have a all-female movie or yes, we have a strong lead or whatever. But to me, it's like we've had that for a long time now. It's not anything all that new. And yeah. my perspective on it is it doesn't even really matter that much. Like it's not, it's not on my radar as one of the big things we need to solve in the world of feminism. Like if I'm going to talk about a feminist issue, it's not going to be, it's not going to have anything to do with movies. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're going to talk about female genital mutilation or something that actually has a, a harm done in the, in society. Yeah. But all the, all the bloggers and vloggers and, and all that space is a lot of that bandwidth is being taken up by, you know, Ghostbusters and, and complaining that there aren't enough women and stuff like that in movies. And it's just like, okay, well, 
yeah, maybe there aren't as many women as men, or maybe there aren't enough women. Maybe you could make that case, and I think you probably could. But what about all these movies that we've been growing up with and watching and love? Like, these are some of the most popular movies amongst men. These are male-dominated genres in the sense that most most of the sci-fi fantasy people horror are men. Men love these movies. Yeah. Some women do, yeah. too, of course. Some women, yeah. Yeah, but... I mean, I'm, my it, wife does not like sci-fi at yeah, all. Yeah, almost you know? every woman I've ever dated doesn't like sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see it. I don't know why, but they don't. But these are movies for men, and they have female leads. Well, <laughs> it, it's just kind of... It, it's it's an opportunity to basically recognize the whole idea. I, I'm, I'm sorry that current day products suck shit, and that's what you're focusing on Yeah, when it comes to like mass media type thing. I, I had nothing to do with it, but you guys are talking about it. And yeah, the, the product itself is, is fucking garbage. And it's to nobody's fault except for the fact that you know people are bored and they want to spend their money on something, so they go out to a movie and they're like, oh, I don't like that. It's like, well... Uh, fucking, you know, you don't get to blame the rest of society because you went and you saw a shit fucking movie. And it just, yeah. <laughs> it didn't, you know, it's like the yeah. bottom line is you made a bad fucking choice. You should probably look at the idea of like when you go to see a movie, not it's not guaranteed it's going to hit all the check marks. When you make a shit movie that hits all the check marks, it's okay to be criticized about it, uh, especially if your awareness of art and, and material that's out there is so limited to the day and age in which you were born uh, and you started becoming aware of these, you know, these different genres, you, you, you have to, uh, you know, look back onto products which were already created and guaranteed you're going to find something that you're going to be like, holy shit, man, that was, that was great. But if you disregard the past material that's out there and only use the skewed view of present day, yeah, you're gonna be fucking disappointed. And oh, when you're when you're lashing out to like the rest of the world, being like, you know, they have to meet these marks, they have to do this. It's like, yeah, that's fine. And then you can have that product, but you, you can't you can't use that as like the archetype to be like, well, now that we have all these check marks, then we can make a good story. Now it's like it should be a fucking good story first. That's yeah. what you're gonna go see. Yeah. You're gonna go see a good fucking story. Well, you know? the people that talk about this, it's it's almost as if they've never watched any of these other movies like uh, it, i take just an example from my life now that's not talking about maybe the ma- vast majority of people that are talking about feminism in movies but i have an ex-girlfriend who says she only likes movies with strong female leads and i'm like oh well then you must love alien hasn't seen it you must love total recall hadn't seen it you must love all these you know nightmare on elm street don't like horror movies too violent to this too th- it's like look you you either like movies with strong female leads or you don't you know yeah. and if you restrict yourself to all these movies to movies that basically suck <laughs> right like you got to watch all of it you have to if you're gonna if you're gonna get into movies you watch all the good movies right and i just don't understand the the people I, to me it sounds like an argument from somebody that doesn't watch movies it's like okay so you just don't know that alien is a kick-ass movie with a kick-ass female lead you just don't know that or ghostbusters the original ghostbusters she was a kick-ass female character she wasn't the damsel in distress she was a, a customer but she wasn't like completely helpless in the whole thing that's what I was getting at with one of my exes where she says she only likes movies with strong female leads. It's like, I told her to watch Bone Tomahawk and she watched it and she was like, well, it was okay. It was just too violent and there were no women in it. And I'm like, get out. Does that ma- Why does like, that matter? Does that matter? Wasn't matter? the story yeah. good? Didn't you like the character development? Didn't you find the moral dilemma?
drama interesting? Didn't you notice the like intensely feminist message running throughout the theme, running throughout the whole thing of body autonomy? It's like what, she goes, "Oh well, I did notice that. That was nice." It's like what? What are you talking about? Like either it's a good movie or it's not. But apparently, it can't be a good movie in her eyes if it's too violent and if there aren't any enough females in it. <laughs> so it's, it's just funny to me. It's like what? What is it that some people are actually going to movies to watch? Like they just are there are there actually feminists out there that just go to movies to watch women do things on screen? You know, like that seems to be what she's saying here. You know, you've got a great movie by pretty much anybody's standards. I mean, it's got all this interesting stuff happening in it and all this, not just the storyline, but the character development and what it's forcing the the person watching it to go through. And the feedback is, is that it didn't have any enough female people. It was too male dominated. How is that? any any indication of whether or not it was a good movie or a good story. Yeah. Like, I don't understand up. that. And then if you just if you just want to go and watch women do things on screen, then what's your excuse for not seeing a Nightmare on Elm Street and Alien and Terminator and all the other movies were that are really considered to be really good movies that also have a lot of female characters? Yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating way that uh, apparently it's out there a way people process information, and uh, it, it it's interesting, man. It is fascinating. Well, it's almost like I don't even understand the criticism. <laughs> it's like, so did you like the movie? That's yeah, it's, it was okay. It just didn't have enough females in it. Like, what? What does that have to do with the movie? Do you like the movie? Did you like the story? Do you have anything to say about the the actual movie itself? The story, the character development, the scenery, the the timing, the runtime, the moral dilemma, whatever you know. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like there nope. sounds yeah. like no, no, no. Yeah. I don't think I don't think there is anything. I, I'm not sure that she got any of that. Yeah, I, I, I it, you guys hear me complain all the time. You know, when we're done watching movie. How there wasn't enough uh, dwarf orgy yeah, involved. Yeah, we were all the dwarf orgies in, in the yeah, movie. Why, why aren't those represented? Yeah, uh, and it's you know it's a burden to bear, but it's just funny. I mean, you know that's very important to me. Well, speaking of dwarf orgies, the only other movie I wanted to just touch base on was Total Recall. Um, not a feminist movie, right? Not a female lead. Not even dominated with female characters. But there were quite a few female characters, and all of the female characters, every single one one of them was ultra competent, super badass, not to be trifled with, and almost completely independent. Even the dwarves. <laughs> Although there wasn't a dwarf orgy, sadly. Yeah, yeah they, they, they didn't like it. Yeah, that's why you didn't like it. Yeah, I was disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just one of those examples of a movie that doesn't have anything to do with feminism and isn't trying to say anything, um, but just naturally found itself with all these really cool characters that are female. Yeah, no, no doubt. It's, uh, I mean, it's a fucking, it's a masterpiece sci-fi, man. I yeah. mean, the fact that it, it, it stands the test of time when you take into consideration, too, that they try to remake it uh, just with better effects, followed the same script, uh, well, same it, moments. It's based same. on the film. K. Dick, book, yeah, right, which right. is an absolute fucking sci-fi masterwork, mm -hmm. like just incredible fucking story. Yeah. I agree though that they didn't need to remake it with Colin Farrell. The movie, I, I thought it was all right. I mean, yeah, you know, it was, it was I didn't all right. Have any problems with it? I just it, thought it, it was flat. It wasn't as good as uh, the '80s fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger version. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't have any problem with uh, how how it flowed or anything. So, but it's well, right. 
like yeah. action sci-fi. I didn't watch it ten times like I did the original one. Yeah, but you know, well, that's the yeah. thing as far as but like action sci-fi. Total Recall you know? was one of the best yeah. movies made. Like it touched all. I the bases. I actually haven't watched that in maybe 10, 15 years. The original one. It's free on Amazon Prime. Oh, sounds like uh, after might be, Annihilation. I have. It might be work. Netflix, I, but I yeah. think it's Amazon Prime. All right, that was our favorite female characters, along with a little bit of banter afterwards. I mentioned an ex-girlfriend and how she doesn't like movies that don't have strong female leads. And that's like her reason for not liking the movie, not whether the acting was good or the content or the cinematography or whatever. And I wanted to touch on that just a moment here in the uh, final thoughts. I find it very troubling and concerning uh, when I talk to people sometimes at how they seem to have a complete lack of understanding of what a theme is in a movie. I don't know how many times I've gone to movies with people and said, well, what did you think about the movie? And they say something along the lines of, oh, I liked it or I didn't like it. And sometimes they have a, you know, a further qualification after that and sometimes they don't. And it's just it's just a little saddening sometimes because uh, I like to actually think about movies. I like to actually try and understand if the movie has more to give than just did you like it or did you not like it? There's a lot of movies that don't really. And then there are other movies, for instance, Bone Tomahawk, which is one of the movies that we talk about in this in this little banter, that is just rich with all kinds of themes. Uh, by the way, I'm going to be doing a very in-depth breakdown of the movie Bone Tomahawk and Brawl in Cell Block 99. That's going to be for season three, and that's going to be specifically published on YouTube. So do look out for that, and I'll tell you more about that as, the, as those uh, projects come to fruition. But to get back to this uh, topic, it, it's it's a little bit sad that people... I mean, my ex-girlfriend's a, basically a good person, and she wants the world to be a better place, and she wants more female leads in movies, and she wants females to be more represented and better paid and all the other things that I also want. But when talking to her about movies, she literally has nothing intelligent to say, and that's unfortunate. I, I think... If there's one thing that we could do better as a people, it's to engage with our own intellectualism and to try and articulate ourselves better, to really think about and pay attention to the things that we watch and read and see in order to wrestle with the themes therein and to discuss them with our friends and make it a part of our lives. And I don't see a lot of that. One of the weird things that I hear often from people, and it's so discouraging, is they say, well, I just want to, you know, Know, turn off my brain and watch a movie and you get things like you know marvel movies or you get things like you know transformers or whatever and you get things like the latest star wars and you know the prequels and stuff like that like these are mindless movies but they're geared towards people that just want to turn off their brains i don't get that i don't understand that why do you want to turn off your brain to me turning off your brain is to essentially either be dead which i definitely don't want to do or to just be a mindless idiot like what is the draw I, I don't know anybody that has such an engaging career that they're constantly using their brain to such a degree that they've now you know solved the equation and they need to just unplug I just need a moment right to just do nothing and stare at the clouds <laughs> and even then your brain is going to be working it's going to be making shapes out of the clouds that you see and images therein right so I just don't get it I don't understand why that such a thing and I hear it from so many different people in so many different contexts. But maybe 
maybe, maybe for the listeners of this podcast, maybe we can create a place where we don't turn off our brains, where we engage with things in an intellectual way, where we pay attention and we learn and we bring what we learned to the table to engage with others in a meaningful way. When I was asking my ex-girlfriend what she thought of such and such movie, I really wanted to know what the themes were that she got out of it. What did she hear or think about what she heard, right? What was the theme itself? What does she think about that theme? How does that fit in with her overall feminist worldview, if that is in fact her worldview? But that was not to be found. That was not a conversation that we had. Because, and as I said in the episode, all she had to say was, oh, it was okay. I didn't really like it because there wasn't enough female leads. Okay, I guess. (laughs) I'm tempted to say that that's sexist. I don't like a movie just because there aren't enough women in it. All right, I guess. The same person doesn't even watch other movies that are held up as, you know, iconic feminist or at least iconic female characters. I mean, basically, and I'm, I'm trying to think of an example that isn't iconic, but basically all of of like the of people's favorite movies of of the modern day. So if, if you if you talk to people in my age group, like in their 40s or whatever, almost all of their favorite movies have a female lead. And she's not just a damsel in distress. She is an intricate part of the story, not somebody that gets overshadowed by the the man that rescues her, but actually pivotal in solving the issue and, you know, solving the problem, pivotal to the story. So I don't know. Now I feel like I'm rambling a little bit. I guess what I wanted to say was, is if you have something interesting to say about a movie and you want to engage with somebody, you can email me and the email address is earseductionpodcast at gmail.com. Please do. And thank you so much for listening. I hope I hope you got something out of this episode. It's a shorter episode and it does it isn't terribly focused, but don't worry. In seasons three and beyond, I'm going to be insanely focused. I've learned a lot about podcasting in the last couple of years. I've learned a lot about who I don't want on my show. And I've learned a lot about who I do want on my show. And I've learned a lot about how to interact with the people that come on my show. And so I'm going to be bringing you some very interesting, in-depth and useful content that you can apply into your life so that you can actually say something intelligent about, let's say, Sarah Connor in the movie Terminator. (laughs) Even if that's not your wheelhouse, it sounds ridiculous when you say it out loud like that. But don't turn off your brain. Let's engage with our brains. Let's let's find something more interesting in this in these movies that we can then bring to people and have these kinds of discussions because you never know. You never know how one discussion might change and inspire the people around you for the better, especially if that's your intention, if that's your goal. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Ear Seduction.